Introducing Absco Grand Next Gen Wood Floor Finish with new innovative resins that deliver the beautiful appearance and durability of an oil finish with ease of application. Absco Grand Next Gen is VOC compliant nationally and provides enhanced leveling, increased scuff resistance, excellent build coverage, and low odor. Absco Grand Next Gen, the next generation of oil modified urethane for all hardwoods. EFI is a global technology company based in Silicon Valley that develops breakthrough technologies for the manufacturing of signage, packaging, textiles, ceramic tiles, building materials, and personalized documents. With a wide range of printers, inks, digital front ends, and a comprehensive workflow suite. EFI is leading the transformation from analog to digital imaging with scalable digital award-winning products. Learn more about EFI by visiting EFI.com and save the date for the company's annual user conference live in Las Vegas, July 18th through 21st, 2022. You're listening to the Real Answers Podcast. This is Michael Martin, President and CEO of the National Wood Flooring Association. With me as usual today, my partner in crime, Chris Zizza, up in Boston, President of CNR Flooring. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. Good. Well, I just got uh, I just got back from the Surfaces show, Tice, out in Las Vegas. That's the first trade show I've been to in 18 months. Ironically, that was the last trade show I went to last year before COVID, so it was kind of uh, appropriate to, to start back with that one. So just to give you a little bit of insight from the first industry show, you know, I think everybody's having a really good year across the flooring industry, not just in, in wood flooring, but in other surfaces as well. Of course, labor is a problem continues to be a problem, and we were actually there exhibiting with uh, part of the Floor Covering Education Foundation, helping them out in their booth. We didn't have our normal pavilion. Normally, we have fifteen to seventeen uh, manufacturers that exhibit with us, and it's kind of the home for wood flooring on the show floor. But we didn't do that this year because no one knew whether they could really uh, commit early on to a pavilion. So we uh, we went out, but we exhibited with the Floor Covering Education Foundation, which is designed to help educate. Um, installers and to try to fix the shortage that's happening out there. So it was a really interesting time, but a little different show than normal. I think as trade shows start to come back, you know, obviously they're they're smaller than normal, but as COVID lifts and, and things return to normal, we're seeing growth as we move forward because Tice basically said their show floor was close to sold out uh, by the time the show ended for next January. So things are looking good there. I like that when you, when you look beyond the next year that things are looking good because it's just so uncertain out there right now and we know we're all busy so i like hearing that people are planning to be busy a year from now yeah i think so and we're feeling that same that same thing this year as far as the nwfa expo as you know we this is the third location we've been supposed to have one in but we are going to be in orlando in just a little over a week where our numbers are looking pretty good we're about 60 percent of where we normally uh, would see ourselves like compared to Fort Worth. So again, coming out of COVID, we feel that that's pretty good because we had a lot of exhibitors commit to us, not knowing whether we would actually have a show or not, but we are, you know, definitely, definitely having one and, you know, combining it with coverings, I think will help us all have a, have a pretty big show. So, I mean, I understand, you know, 60% is, is where our numbers are right now, but you know, we're, we're back. And I heard some, you know, comments out there that we're backing up to the, you know, 4th of July holiday week and, and whatnot, but we've all got to get back to work. And this is the first opportunity we've had to go back to work. I'm excited about Expo. I've talked to some people in the industry that are thrilled to be going, even though it is that holiday week. Steve Bratton and I are doing a talk on, um, 
employee retention and where to find employees and, and, you know, how to motivate employees. So I know he and I have been working on that in the last few weeks and we're excited about, you know, who's going to be attending that. And uh, if you're listening, we think it'll be a good talk. Uh, everybody I know that's going to the show is looking forward to it, including myself. Yeah, I think everybody that goes is going to have a great show, and uh, we'll just launch on to a bigger show in Tampa in eight months or so in April. Yeah, the the answer is put your pedal down, man. It's it's moving fast. Uh, one of the things that concerns me about how fast it's moving is I don't know about you, Mike, but here in the field, and I don't know about you guys listening out there, but in the field, what we're running into is more customer participation than ever before. And what I mean by that is, you know, originally it's, we get a phone call, somebody's looking for a hardwood floor, we'd show up, you do the measure, you give them their advice, they've got questions, you've got the answers, and then they make an informed decision on who they're going to use, you do the job, you get paid, game over. Not the case anymore. It just isn't. What we're finding is the consumer is spending all night preparing on the internet for the interview process of doing the hardwood floors. They've already decided we're getting the job, but they seem to be under the impression that we're doing the job together. And, you know, it, it's no longer the same thing as I'm working for you, the homeowner, and I promise it's going to come out okay. You know, point me in the direction of the color you're looking for, and we'll take care of the rest. I'm talking to guys now that are saying, well, now they're fielding questions like, what kind of adhesive are you using? And what size trowel will you be using on that? And are you aware of the open time of that adhesive? I mean, we've just never had this kind of participation from the consumer. Do you know what I'm experiencing here? Are you hearing about this out there? Yeah. I mean, I guess to some degree, as people have done research, they've really gone in depth, uh, having been home for the most part and maybe not, you know, not going out to dinner. So they're sitting around coming up with uh, all kinds of new information. Well, the, the, the irony here is it, it's not new information to us. It's new information to them. So they the consumer finds themselves in this, I don't know, informed position, but they don't actually know the ins and outs of our business. So they're asking so many questions and we're fielding, I guess the best way to put it is job site tension. You know, my, my in, my in-house staff is feeling it because they're fielding the questions on a phone call or in an email. Then my staff is dealing with it on the feet, you know, out in the field when they say, well, didn't your office tell you about this? And it's just a new, it's a new breed of clientele. Mm -hmm. They're the same customer with a little more knowledge and it's making them, I, I hesitate to say it's making them, you know, painful but here's the thing, guys. It's not going to change. This is the new marketplace. So what we need to do as professionals is hold the line on customer service. I'm encouraging everybody, don't get sucked down the rabbit hole and get discouraged with your client. I think it's a time to be patient with your client and say, yep, that's true, but I, I caution you on this. I, I have a phrase where I say, there's so much information on the internet, ma'am, that you need to know how to decipher 
what you what you're reading as being fair and accurate and what you're reading as being a marketing tip that's steering you towards a product. It sounds like to me running into sounds like to me that everybody just needs to become NWFA certified professional because, um, you know, you can look back at the homeowner and say, listen, I'm educated. I've got my certification from the National Wood Flooring Association. You don't. You read something on the Internet. Let's move on. So that's what I use all the time. I'm always touting our credentials. I'm like, you know, I get it. You read that on the Bona website, but know that all of my guys are Bona certified. I get it that you've read that on the NWFA consumer website, but understand that we've been through that training. So let me help you with this is the circumstance of your house today. One of the rabbit holes I'm in right now is a client on the North Shore that she's got white oak. She's not excited according, you know, these are her words. I'm not excited about the pink that's in the board. And I read about this thing called pink blocker. I'm like, look, just because you read about it doesn't mean we can immediately start using it. And I'm not seeing the pink. She's seeing the pink. So it, it's an ongoing push-me-pull-you, um, and, and I'm, we're learning to deal with it. What, well, what are we doing, CNR? We've developed sign-off sheets on colors. We're taking more pictures of samples and saying, please acknowledge that's the one you want. Then we're sending it to the office we're drawing up more paperwork for the guys we're doing more paperwork now than ever but i feel like you need to protect yourself with the paperwork it sounds like a good plan to me because i think you know the other thing that's happening is people are making decisions and they're moving forward and then the next day something else is happening and it's just piling on itself and you know i find myself sometimes not remembering that i ordered something two weeks ago and then there it is so interesting you ordered it and there it is or you forgot about it but what we're dealing with is we've ordered it and it's not in yet. And then the client is not understanding if it's not on site, they haven't seen it yet. They're still out there still looking, going, Oh, you know what? I think I've changed my mind and want to go here. Now I just had a client pay me for a project and then they've already changed their mind. They've bought the wood and now they've changed their mind because the wood isn't in yet. It's not even a problem with the timeline. We're not ready to do the floor. But she's still thinking she could change her selection. It's, it's just a crazy time. And I, I think the, the word of today is we need to continue to be patient, but we need to explain these things better to our clientele. And I, I'm saying we, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one having this problem right now. But when I get on the phone and I talk to guys in the other marketplace, they're, they're saying the same thing. They're experiencing right. what I'm experiencing. So I'm believing if you're listening to this, you're going through it too. And I think the answer is paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Yeah, so you can probably never over-communicate. You know what? Better word is communication. You're absolutely right. Callbacks are going down for us, so so I'm happy about that. We're keeping pace with our project. But again, it's what's up now? Where are we now? And the other thing I'm dealing with, Michael, is scheduling. We're ready, and then we call the builder. The builder's not ready, and my installer will say, hey, is, you know, we're, we got a Cape job coming up. He says, hey, we're on for Falmouth. Is that one going to be ready on the 8th? And then we have another one in Osterville, another part of Cape Cod, for the 14th. Well, I already know that the one on the 14th is not ready. So I'm telling him, I'm visiting both sites on Monday. I know Falmouth will be a green light. 
but the other one's not going to be a green light. Here's the problem. The other one is 10,000 square feet. And that's a very large hole to fill when the builder says, oh, I know I told you I'd be ready on under all circumstances, we'll be ready, but we're not going to be. And again, patience, understanding, the ability to juggle and, and move with the plan. That's, where, that's today's world. That's the fast-paced world of today. Our schedules are no longer etched in stone. Well, they were never etched in stone, but they were reliable. Right. And they're just not reliable anymore. We're having scheduling meetings where we used to meet once a week. Now we're meeting twice a week, and things are changing on the fly. It's, it's a given. And don't you feel like everybody's adding cushion and still not enough? Yeah, well, I think everybody's lying to us. Right. I, I think because everybody is busy, the builders are taking whatever slot you give them, saying they'll be ready, and then they're just not ready. But they were like, well, you know, we weren't sure. We didn't want to lose the crew. And so, you know, today's call's about how do you handle you know, today, because today is moving fast. People are not telling the truth. The consumer's got extra knowledge. It, man, it's just a crazy time. So listen, this, I mean, these are, you know, there's a bunch of problems going on at the same time. So just to kind of drill it down for our listeners, what, what one thing would you tell them today would be helpful looking at the way the world's working? For me, it, it, it isn't so much that we need to protect ourselves from the consumer because the consumer is not going to change this new way of doing business. It, it's the internet and that's not that new, but the, you're right. The consumer spent so much time researching due to the extra time they had on their hands because of COVID that this is the new way that they shop. They do all the research and then it comes our way. I think what we need to do is the takeaway for me is to help our employees become more patient. What can we do to educate them to say, hey, listen, this is where the consumer is going to be with that. And I need you to know I'm okay if you take a little more time with them. I'm okay if you do this. I think we've been dealing with it at CNR by telling our, our, our employees, not our customer, but telling our employees, here's what you're up against, and let's talk about how to combat that together. And the takeaway has been... I'm getting phone calls from the field saying, hey, by the way, I know I haven't made a decision yet, but you guys have been great. And, you know, your guy, Eddie, he was terrific. The comments are coming back to us that my team is doing really well. And I know it's because we've been spending extra time behind the scenes talking about how to deal with the customer. So where you used to just send them out, let the crew do their thing and not worry about them. I think the crew needs more dialogue from you, the owner, or you, the manager, and say, this is what we're up against. Let's talk about our game plan. Now let's go execute. So the added layer of, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, proper planning, you know, prevents poor performance. That just popped into my head, but, you know, it's from one of my mentors of years ago, but here's where it applies the most. We need to plan properly now because the consumer is part of the game time decision. 
where they, they really weren't there that much in the past. It was pick the color and move on. Right. Now they pick the color and they go, geez, what do you think about here? And maybe we should pick the color over there. Guys, we've got to be more patient. We've got to plan it better. And you've got to protect your guys, um, your employees, from making that mistake in the field. Otherwise, you're doing stuff over for free. So for me, let's plan better and let's execute better and let's take a deep breath and have the dialogue with the consumer and your employees so that it doesn't blow up in your face. That's, that's the takeaway of the day. I wanted to call it a rabbit hole because we continuously are being pulled down into this rabbit hole. And what I'm trying to avoid is being sucked into a problem. Let's prevent the problem by planning how to do it. I think that's great advice. As a, you know, the other thing when you talk about rabbit holes that uh, comes to mind, though, is that we're not the only ones in the rabbit hole. They think about the consumer. They have an unending supply of of options on the internet. You can go, you know, go on Pinterest and and look for uh, tile flooring and just see how many days you'll spend looking at it. Um, then go no, to a different search right. mechanism and then go to go to some of your favorite designs or some stores. And all of a sudden it, it's completely overwhelming. So I think that uh, I think you're onto something here. And it, it probably comes down to education on the, especially with the people that are on site, because, you know, this, the consumer may have spent months uh, figuring out what they want to do at their house. And they're very intimate with it because they've spent a lot of time there. It used to go, you know, they would go to work and they would come home and there was a separation and you could put up with things that were in your house that weren't quite right. But I think today's consumer is considering, you know, they may be working from their house long term. They're definitely invested in their house. They've decided they're either staying because the market is too expensive or, you know, they're going to put some money in it and flip it. But definitely the home has become a, a great centerpiece for, for where life has lived here in the States. No, you're right. And speaking to that whole Pinterest and, you know, house and all, all the available social media platforms where they're finding all the pictures, the one thing we've started practicing telling our consumer when we're getting to, into the colors and the images, I go, listen, you're giving me the picture. I want the picture because that gives me color direction. But I need you to understand that that picture was they used a filter. They used lighting. There's all kinds of things happening there. Don't expect the hard sample to look exactly like that. We need to remind everyone that when we're doing samples in the field, this is the version of the color you directed. That's what it is. You can't keep tweaking it to make it look like that window glare. That's not what, that's just not real. You know, the models in the magazine are not real. Okay. Let's deal with real. Do the live sample in the living room with the lighting of the home and say, now where do you want to go with the color? And let's let's arrive at a decision together. That's what we're finding to work. Again, it boils down to what you said not 10 minutes ago. It's all about communication, and I think we want to add patience into that. And that's what we're going to have. And I'm going to have patience all through the weekend because we're taping this today on a Friday, and we're going to roll, wrap it up and call it a day. I feel comfortable. Michael, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just don't want to. I don't want to talk about anything else because I feel like we're going to end up in our own podcast rabbit hole. So I think that's it for <laughs> us today. Thanks for joining us on the Real Answers podcast. Stay away from the rabbit hole, guys. Keep it real, and thanks for listening.